0: Everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. Hello. How's it going?
1: Oh, it's going. You know, it's going fine. It's back to reality. Yeah, that's kind of good, though. I ready for the chaos to be over.
0: Me, yeah. me too. I'm always ready for the chaos to be over. I'm like, <laughs> okay. That was fun and goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm kind of becoming that old lady, get off my lawn lady. Like just I, you know,
0: I am too. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I am ready.
1: Yeah, but, but I know
0: you have a little something to share with us before we get uh yeah. going here. So uh
1: We wanted to share our New Year's Eve fun. Uh, We didn't want to share it on a regular episode because we were talking about some pretty heavy stuff. And you know, the two don't always mix so well. But, (laughs) uh, But we had promised to tell you about our cocktail contest on New Year's Eve. So this was super fun. We challenged everyone to a cocktail contest and said, if you want to participate, then design or come up with a con- cocktail, bring everything. We'll score each other on presentation and taste. And, you know, so bring enough to make one for yourself. And then we had little teeny ones. Uh, we called them sacrament cups, if you know, you know. <laughs> of, true, true, yes. Uh, of drinks. <laughs> and it was really fun. Everyone participated. Yeah. So We, we went had all fun. out.
0: We all yes. did. Yes.
1: Everyone went all out, like. Serious garnishing. Everybody garnished the tiny cups, too. And we had some drinks, man. So we thought we'd show them to you because uh, this was really fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So this, this is mine. This is the Razzle Dazzle. Mm
0: -hmm. Mine. The old Razzle
1: Dazzle. (laughs) Prettier than that cup that looks in the picture. That, it just, that looks kind of gross. But anyway. uh, (laughs) It was. So mine was this new gin from Empress that is called uh, as Elderflower rose gin with mm-hmm. Prosecco and muddled raspberries, muddled fresh raspberries and lemon juice and raspberry syrup. And it was mm-hmm. killer. Very, very was, good. was.
0: It was really good.
1: Uh, this is Mars's. Uh, hers was a Colorado Bulldog,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is uh, Coke and Kahlua and cream. It was really good. It was good. really good. This is our sister Kara's. This was called Sex on a Snowbank. Killed <laughs> <laughs> me. Forget sex on the beach. You could have a sex on a snowbank. Right? Uh, this was so good. I don't know exactly I can't remember. It had coconut cream and I don't know. It had coconut or. cream
0: and uh Malibu rum.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it was blended and- with ice.
1: And then she rimmed it with uh, with white frosting, with vanilla frosting and coconut. You guys, it was like drinking a Raffaello. It was so yes. good.
0: It was. Yeah. It was really good.
1: I watched everybody licking all the coconut off the rim. <laughs> it's really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is our brother-in-law, Justin's. He made a tequila sunrise. And it mm-hmm. had these layers in it of coconut cream on the glass. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was super good. It was fantastic. Do mm-hmm. you want to tell us about yours?
0: This is my uh, Reese's White Russian. It had um, uh, peanut butter whiskey, chocolate Baileys, Kahlua, and cream with a peanut butter and sea salt rim. Uh-huh. And it's it fantastic. had a a, um, oh, a whiskey stone in it for ice. hmm
1: uh-huh. The peanut butter salt was so different and it was so good on it because it cut the sweet. Oh my hell. Yeah. I loved it. It It balanced everything. So I wanted
0: to do something that would kind of cut that and it it
1: worked. Mm -hmm. It really worked.
0: And then Rhonda's. Oh yeah. And it was called the beachy surfer dude or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's, um, Jaeger coconut or like Malibu rum and pineapple juice, mm-hmm. um, with it some was so good fresh pineapple and maraschino cherries in it, and it was really good.
1: It was. I've never had Jaeger as a cocktail. I've only had it as a, like drinking it neat, you know. And I really liked it. It was nice to see it in a cocktail. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's what everyone did. Uh, no one won, and everyone won. Scott. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, Scott. It's Scott. I don't have it. Well, that's oh, weird. Oh, I this was didn't.
0: a chocolate cake and it was really good.
1: <laughs> that's right. I don't. Where's my picture of his?
0: Alan, you've never had peanut butter whiskey. Oh my gosh. Please here's do yourself a favor. So good. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Here's Scott's. Thanks. I totally forgot. Uh, his was chocolate birthday cake. And it had uh, a chocolate whiskey in it and whipped cream or heavy cream and angelico angelico yeah which is a hazelnut liqueur this was fantastic
0: it was and then was he
1: really garnished them with these little uh, like mini ho-hos oh my gosh it
0: was fabulous yeah, it was
1: yeah so we couldn't really uh we we couldn't pick a winner because they were all so good <laughs> we decided that uh, we just really couldn't so anyway, we all got They were it. all great. Mm-hmm. It was. So, but seriously, like the samples were tiny little cups. So, you know, we didn't get totally ruined on them, but.
0: but it was yeah, hard. we were careful about that. Because, yeah, it would have been easy to go way too far with that many drinks. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried about it.
1: <laughs> but every time someone had extra in their shaker and they were like, does anyone want more of this? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Oh, my God. Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, and, that's what we did for New Year's, and it, we've sure had a fun time, uh, we did. but we are back to reality this week, and mm-hmm. there is so much stuff going on mm-hmm. in the crime world this week. It is crazy, oh but I know, gosh. Katie, first, let's go first with uh, a couple little updates in Valo.
1: Yeah, nothing like seriously major, but a couple of things. Uh, as pretty much expected... The prosecution has asked for an extension, uh, partly because Mm -hmm. they are pointing out that, hi, uh, we've got that scheduled the same time that Chad Daybell's going to trial, and we think that might be a bad idea.
0: Yeah, you think? Because uh,
1: we will have multiple crossover witnesses, including Brandon Boudreaux, who, you know, is a big witness in Lori Vallow's, considering that she's being charged with trying to kill him. So...
0: Pretty key. Yeah, pretty yeah. key.
1: We figured that would happen. They will inevitably get that. Also, they're saying this is a very complex case that's going to require more time. So no big yeah. surprise there. But that uh April trial date is very unlikely to happen at this point.
0: So, yeah. The yes, other thing is.
1: is there was an order from the court Uh Here's what the order says. It is hereby ordered that the defense counsel restrict dissemination of the protected information contained within Charles Vallow's iCloud account, Charles Vallow's Google records, Charles Vallow's Verizon records, Charles Vallow's cell phone downloads, Charles Vallow's device downloads from his Apple iPad Pro, Apple MacBook, Amazon Kindle. The court further orders that defense counsel limit disclosure to counsel staff and designated investigator and inform any person that is given access to this evidence. The restriction pursuant to this order, under no circumstances is the defendant to be given access to any of the personal identifying or locating information of the victims contained within.
0: Very interesting, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so I'm guessing that they are not going to allow them to try to put Charles Vallow on trial, you know? Yeah. And also that uh, she doesn't get to know where, like, Brandon Boudreaux lives or perhaps Mm -hmm. anyone else uh, mentioned as witnesses and whatnot. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: good. That's all good, good, good. But, yeah, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I didn't see anything like that in the Idaho case. So it's just interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe in the Idaho case, because all of the victims were deceased,
0: but in this
1: case they are not.
0: Well, I mean, Brandon Boudreaux isn't, but Charles is. So I don't know. I I found that kind of confusing, but Mm -hmm. hey, whatever needs to happen to keep all these people safe, please do.
1: Yeah. But I really like that. They're going, you know what? We're not going to put Charles Vallow on trial we are not going to start airing all of his business yeah. he's not the person that's accused of a crime here and we're not going to be doing that so I'm glad for that that uh yeah that would be good. very wrong and it's exactly what would happen
0: mm-hmm. yeah. it is
1: yeah so is. that's up with Lori she does have a court date coming up I'm not entirely sure when but it's coming up really soon
0: mm-hmm yeah there's a bunch of court dates coming up i think but yeah. yeah we we were pretty much expecting that that trial date was not gonna fly
1: yeah <laughs> really correct yeah
0: no not at all well uh speaking of our local cases uh jeremy best was in court today uh-huh. uh for his arraignment um, he is now officially charged with three counts of first-degree murder with a weapons enhancement So he was in court uh, at one o'clock this afternoon. He pled guilty via his attorney, uh, Jim Archibald, familiar face. Mm -hmm. Um, They did discuss, uh, you know, potential trial dates, but they didn't really, they didn't really do one. They didn't really pick one um, yet because they don't know yet if there's going to be death penalty attached to this case. So... Now that he has pled not guilty, the state has 60 days to determine whether or not they're going to seek the death penalty in this case. Mm -hmm. So there is a, uh, there is a pretrial conference coming up in March, in mid-March, the 14th of March, I think, Mm -hmm. where we'll know a little bit more about what direction this is all going to take, because by then we will know, um, you know, if they're going to attach the death penalty or not. Yeah um when they were discussing you know how long it was going to take for trial i thought one of the interesting things that archibald said was you know we can see you know shooting for trial this is this is jeremy best so this is the the local man to us who was accused of murdering his pregnant wife unborn child and 10-month-old son that happened just a few weeks ago here locally okay. but archibald said if the death penalty is not attached that they would ask for six months before trial. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. If the death penalty is attached, they're asking for a year because it appears that they are gonna go for some kind of a mental health defense. He did bring that up.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, how was Jeremy found competent to stand trial? I don't know, you guys. This is this one's yeah. scary for me because, you know, they're definitely, the community is out for blood on this one, and I mean, sure. I don't, it's not that I don't understand that, I do. But I still have real questions, you know, he he was, you know, more with it today yeah, um, in court than he has been. He didn't speak much um, other than to say that he does intend to continue with Archibald as his, his attorney. So the next step that they have to do is to actually deem him um indigent so that because archibald is a public defender so they're going to go through that process and then we will see them back in court in Uh mid-march and by then we'll have a determination from the state about whether they're going to seek the death penalty or not in this case yeah um i don't know i mean there are a lot of if if there are mitigating circumstances around mental health they probably won't Uh i don't know guys this went a different way than i expected with the competency Uh so I don't know I'm not I'm not ruling it out
1: no I'm not either I, I would be surprised but you know it would be one of those cases that for Archibald getting the death penalty off the table would be the win because right. uh, it's there's copious evidence against him and there is, you know he's, yeah. he won't ever win this no uh, but
0: no he's he in jail. In jail yeah they did not opt to send him to a hospital they found him competent yeah. As far as medication goes, we don't know. Um, what do we know about the second chair defense lawyer? Not a lot, other than he is going through the process to start to become certified as a death penalty attorney. So the intent right. is to keep him on the second chair, and he'll do like John Thomas did in Lori Vallow's case, mm-hmm. which was basically this is a training opportunity for him to seek. Is you know death penalty certification in Idaho, and so yeah. it takes a little while. And uh, Archibald did say that they were starting that process right now for him. And so, and that's Malik, is the attorney's name. And uh, so they do intend to keep him on his second chair at this point. Interesting. He is okay. local. Yeah, he is local, and he is a local public defender. He just hasn't had death penalty um, experience yet. So Got he's going to ride along with uh, with John Thomas, just like. Or with uh, Archibald, just like Joe Thomas did. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, this is one to watch, that's for sure.
0: It it is. It is. It's, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned, honestly. For, I just want to make sure that Best's rights are protected so that we're not in a bad position with this later down the road. Honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, Katie, uh, some pretty big news in Murdoch.
1: Well, kind of. It's just that, you know, they're still trying to, you know, they're they're appealing, trying to get a new trial because of the whole uh, clerk of the court situation. And the judge said now remember there's a new judge because our old judge our dear friend judge uh has Mm -hmm. stepped away from this case partly because he's retiring but he also felt like this was not appropriate for him to stay on so the judge that's on it is a retired chief justice named gene toll and gene toll uh has said why though is this in my court because this has to do with allegations against the court clerk, it shouldn't be being filed here. You're going to have to take it to the Supreme court and see if they'll hear it. Cause it's not going to be heard here. Right. So that's what's going on there. Uh, it probably will be heard from the Supreme court, but that's where they sent it because they felt mm-hmm. like it was inappropriate for it to be here considering that a member of the court is being accused of wrongdoing. So. Right. Yep. I think it was was it Jennifer coffin daffer that said there would be a lot of lying and crying and uh, blowing snot all over the jury.
0: <laughs> it was uh it wasn't Jennifer. it was a court TV um oh, it was a court TV commentator, but it was that was so funny. Basically what she was saying is if there's a new trial, it's exactly the same trial. It's not new evidence, it's all the same evidence. It's exactly the same. It's all the same bullshit as went down last time. And yeah, and she said Mm -hmm. there will be a lot of lying and crying and blowing snot all over the jury. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is correct. Mm -hmm. Uh let's see. Oh. Some uh, interesting news came out today about Jody Hildebrandt. We know now that Jody Hildebrandt and Ruby Frankie have pled guilty and their sentencings are in February and they're scheduled 30 minutes apart, interestingly enough. So we're going to get that all done in one day. But take a look at this. This, my friends, is a Zillow listing for a house in Ivins, Utah. And this is Jody Hildebrand's house. It is listed for $5.3 million. It is not just a house. It is like a giant compound out in the desert. It really puts into perspective what those kids were up against out there. When they were talking about making them run and work outside in the desert, they are literally, this is, this is a rural house, yep. and you can kind of see in the picture neighbors' houses. They are not close, not close. And and remember the 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 boy when he when he got free, got to a neighbor's house. Well, he had to run through this desert out in, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the St. George area of Utah, mm-hmm. um, through the sagebrush and red dirt, mm-hmm. to get to this neighbor's house. But it is hellacious. Mm-hmm. There are a hundred and fifty seven photos of this house on Zillow. Yeah. So huge, massive amounts of money. Yeah. In in this situation.
1: She's been billing the Mormon church for while she abused the hell out of people all these years. Right. I know
0: you think about Mm -hmm. how she's made this money. This house has five bed bedrooms, six baths and it's 10,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. It is gigantic. It was built in 2017. It's only seven years years old. old. It's not very old. And it is massive. So that was quite something to see that and see a photo of it.
1: Right. I was assuming she lived more in a neighborhood. He ran to the next door neighbor. Oh, not quite. Yeah.
0: No, not at all. Like when you see that, the perspective, and then also what they, you know, what the kids were talking about, about having to run trails barefoot and Mm -hmm. work outside. I mean, they are literally out in the desert. Out in the desert.
1: Yep. Making uh, the little girl throw herself into a cactus. If you've not seen the cactuses in deserts like this, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you find it on Zillow? Uh, Let's see. I can tell you let me bring that photo up again and I'll tell you the address and then you can search it. It is 854 West Togu court in Ivan's Utah. So I would search it that way or search uh, houses in Ivan's Utah in on Zillow and you'll find it. It's, it's $5.3 million. I don't know if you'll find any, you know, very many houses for sale out there for that much money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was pretty telling. And it does, it is horrifying to me um, the amount of money she has made. Yeah. On the things, on on the work that she has been doing and the damage that she has done to people. Absolutely. It's a lot of freaking money.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting point. Fran said it's been said that she's paid $750 to build it. So, because that's what the market has done you know right right these many years or these few last few years (laughs) grant said not enough sage to cleanse that house (laughs) not that whole desert worth no you just
0: burn that desert (laughs) and it still wouldn't be enough it is true
1: it is true
0: well uh katie we have some rather disturbing information in uh delphi to share
1: (laughs) as they say get out your puke buckets my god You know, we've all been saying Judge Gole has got to go in that case. It's being heard by the Supreme Court in just a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks. And in the meantime, Judge Gole has had a change in her uh, title.
0: A promotion, if you will. Can
1: you imagine? She has been appointed to serve as the next Superior Court Chief Judge. In her district. Yeah. So this is in Allen County. And yeah, she's gotten an upgrade amidst all of this nonsense. A fucking upgrade. A promotion. Judge Frances Gull, Are you kidding me?
0: I guess that's one way to let her bow out gracefully. I mean, hopefully this means they're pulling her off Delphi. This is the the excuse. It may not. We haven't heard that. We haven't heard yeah. that for sure. But it does make you think that this is their way of letting her ease out of that situation because she has new responsibilities. Yeah. So gross.
1: I am so horrified. People that live in that area ought to be so right? horrified. They ought to be screaming from the rooftops about this. How mm-hmm. dare they at this point? Right. But here we are. That gives me absolutely no hope in the Supreme Court and what could happen. There's also literally nothing going on otherwise in Delphi right now. Uh, you know, Richard Allen is still perishing in a prison and the whole case is just sitting at a standstill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's just gross. But you're right. Allen says it happens all the time. Someone sucks at their job, they give them a better one. It is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And when people are... You know, uh, judges, they got to get them out of their appointments somehow. This is one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if the Supreme Court doesn't go in her favor, will she be removed from this promotion? Hell, no idea. No, no they'll probably put her on the Supreme Court.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, it it no this won't matter at all. It won't matter at all. She's elected by this group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, by this group of judges to be the next leader of them and it's a two-year appointment Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just gross as hell Mm -hmm. super gross
1: yep it's hard to imagine
0: speaking of gross and frankly just stupid this is one of those dumb stories that we love to bring to you but you may have heard this because i've heard this i've been hearing about this for a little bit but there is a woman in Florida and of course, it's fucking Florida, you guys, this is Florida. She this is Florida, is, ma'am, Florida, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. She is suing Hershey for $5 million for tricking customers with promises of seasonally carved peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay. So if you've seen them, I didn't get this picture, but I will get it right now. Um, it's it's the Halloween Hershey, or the Halloween Reese's peanut butter cup that looks like a, um, it looks like a uh, jack-o'-lantern, right? Yeah. And in the label, like on the label, it looks like the jack-o'-lantern is, the face is carved out. But then when you open it up, it actually just looks like a jack-o'-lantern, right? Yeah and then the ghost the white chocolate one same deal it looks like the face is carved out but it isn't when you open it up just a ghost with no face right Uh so she is suing hershey for five million dollars for false advertising yeah over these she's a youtube reviewer and apparently you know was terribly disappointed to open them up to discover that there are no carved faces So here is a picture of the label versus what's actually in there. So the face is carved out on the label. It isn't on the pumpkin. It's just a, looks like a pumpkin shaped Reese's peanut butter cup. And here's the ghost face is carved out on the label, but the actual um, Reese's ghost doesn't have a face carved out. She's suing Hershey for $5 million for this.
1: Her feelings were so hurt. She needs $5K or $5 k or 5000000 dollars to recover.
0: Right? Yeah. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, you have nothing to do in your life if this is what you're doing. It's right? just
1: such opportunistic behavior. And and ridiculous. <laughs> just,
0: yeah, it is ridiculous. And I like what the hell? No wonder people think Americans are so litigious and frivolous and stupid because uh, mm-hmm. some of us are. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah.
1: Joelle said that she needs to sue them for the pounds they've made her gain every year.
0: (laughs) Right. 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 Let's do something legit. Yeah. So her name is Cynthia Kelly. She filed the lawsuit on behalf of consumers against the chocolate giant over a change in packaging for some of its themed candy. She said that the packaging, which showed the candy with facial and other features carved into the chocolate was fraudulent and misleading. I mean, this is all you've got to do in your life? Yeah, and there's um, a lawyer in this case. Yep. A lawyer, well, of course. They're also considered problematic the peanut butter bats, which lacked eyes, and the peanut butter footballs, which lacked the laces instead of them just looking like eggs. Wow. I mean, who actually cares about this?
1: This bee right Anyone? here
0: anyone this mm-hmm. is just ridiculous i i hope that this gets thrown out as frivolous by the court and ridiculous mm-hmm. but I, I don't even know if it will
1: i know right? it is crazy hi
0: april right exactly friend who's gonna benefit like do you have to join in on this it's class action like and also who's gonna do that <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, ridiculous so Mm -hmm. we we love to cover the dumb stuff just because you know sometimes it's good to have um
1: it deserves some sunlight
0: some sunlight and 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 just you know a little perspective that you know things could be worse yeah (laughs) i guess uh let's see katie why don't you tell us a little bit about the moscow house
1: yes i do want to answer karen's question quickly she wanted to know If there's any uh, news about our cousin, no, there's not. Not a thing. Uh, Now that it's winter, uh, there's really not much of a search in place at this point. Uh, I believe that, and this is just my opinion, but I believe that come spring, there will be some uh, searching of the local reservoirs and waterways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's what we know. There's been no sign of him, no change in, Mm -hmm. um, you know, digital footprint, nothing.
1: No, um, I did talk to my cousin about 10 days ago or so. She said they're holding up, yeah. uh, you know, they're facing this first holiday without him and it's, yeah, it's yeah. been really hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had reached out to her too. Cause I, I can't imagine what this has been like for her and her kids and you know, yeah. all of them, like how, how do you have Christmas? Right. With a yeah. family member missing. What area did he go missing in again? He is missing out of Brigham city, Utah, but was last pinged outside of Montpelier, Idaho, mm-hmm.
1: on Montpelier Canyon Road, yeah. and that is a little. That's a road that connects uh, Idaho, that Montpelier, Idaho, to Star Valley, uh, Wyoming. Yeah, that yeah. road, but it's that's a big, very uh, rural, rugged area. No yeah. cell phone service out there. It's it's a really no. hard one.
0: It is. It is. It is a place that uh, if you go missing there, it's pretty tough to find you. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the the search will continue, but not until spring, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, though, for asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Moscow House. Uh So you probably know that they did knock down the Moscow House last week, per their promise. So this is what it looked like, taken to the ground. Mm. This is what it looked like when they first got started. That's not fire, that's lights. Uh, Mm -hmm. They started really early in the morning.
0: Yeah, Yeah. they were trying to avoid protesters, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. And finally got it down. And they are now reporting, News Nation is reporting, that they hauled every bit of that house and buried it in a solid waste area because they're so worried about people trying to take home souvenirs
0: and you know, i hadn't thought of that but that is a good point
1: damn well would because yeah. people
0: would murder Abilia, Absolutely. that shit would be for sale on ebay you can be 100 percent sure yeah yeah oh also our cousin's name is paul elam i know that yeah. somebody said to say his name again it's paul elam yeah
1: paul elam i'm just gonna look and see if we have a poster still for him in our notes
0: i don't know that we yeah. do Um, it's it's just uh, wild though to think that they were that concerned about souvenirs from the Moscow house because they're hundred percent right. That would have happened. Absolutely, there would be all kinds of stuff out there for sale. Mm -hmm. This isn't just the weirdest, grossest, most bizarre crap ever, but Mm -hmm. it's happened many a time.
1: Absolutely. Also, for a real trip, go over to Twitter and search Koberger, and then click latest and start scrolling through all of the bonkers people on there who think that Koberger is innocent Mm -hmm. and the wild theories and stuff people have going on or don't, but holy shit. There's a
0: Reddit group, go to Reddit. And there Mm. is a justice for Brian Koberger or something like that group Uh of people who are convinced that he is in this. I do not know why I don't get it. Other than it's bizarre and like these are the same women that are probably writing to him and wanting to marry him while he's in prison, I guess. Uh huh.
1: Pretty much. It's really
0: strange, strange stuff. Uh huh. But yeah, there's quite a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Oh, Amy's saying I could even see people digging it up. And Alan said uh, people would get a piece of the house and do a seance with it totally or some other way it should.
0: Yep. All of those things would happen. Mm -hmm. They'd be selling little pieces of the house on eBay, little. Mm -hmm chunks of the foundation or whatever you know oh, like god. I can totally see that
1: absolutely why are people yep. so
0: fucking weird
1: god <laughs> i i don't know yeah don't yep so definitely yes uh i i agree with those of you that are saying that the house should not have been torn down i totally agree i i just can't fathom why that house couldn't have stayed for another 6 months really why it makes no but sense it- at all
0: But at this point, we don't even know when that will be because when is this friggin' trial going to actually start? We don't know. Mm -hmm. And you know, the prosecution swears they don't need it. So hopefully that's true. And that it doesn't have an impact on the trial. I really hope that this doesn't bite them later, but it is strange.
1: Yeah. And it is true that the prosecutor said they wouldn't be able to do a walkthrough because the scene had changed so much from the murder, which is fine. Yeah. But still, why did it have to go? Why? I know that the, the city had reasons. The school had reasons They why they all wanted it gone. But I, yeah. it, it's enough to me that the families were deeply upset and troubled by this, two of the families, and really wanted it to stay. But, yeah, it's just wild.
0: Yeah, it's it's strange, and yeah, I it it's sad for me that some of the families were really uncomfortable. Oh, Ullen. Not Alan. Oh, I wonder if that was wrong. Ullen. Okay. Oh, Ullen. Well, thank you. I've been calling you Alan this whole time. All right, Ullen. Yes. Well, thank you for telling us that.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate we'll it. will really try to remember.
0: Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Adam Montgomery. Ugh. This was the... Harmony Montgomery case, and we, we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago that his attorneys had filed to um, quash some evidence, but here's why. And ugh. So they wanted to quash some evidence that was of him buying lime and some kind of a metal power grinder. And now what they're saying is that he used the lime he used the grinder to cut up her body uh-huh. and used the lime to break it down and that he actually carried her body with him for a while until he eventually buried it with lime i don't know if we're ever going to find that kid i don't know if they're ever going to find anything uh-huh. but he packed her body around for quite a while um apparently kept her body out in the snow to try to slow down um decomposition for a while, uh sometimes keeping it in a freezer of a restaurant where he worked as a dishwasher and a cook. My God, oh my God, it just some of the things it's absolutely horrible the way that he disrespected her body after murdering her, mm-hmm. and uh. So that's what they're trying to quash is is the proof of purchase of the lime and the grinder. Uh-huh. Because they were literally used to destroy her body. Awful. yeah, awful. Right. And she was so little. She was just four. Well, you know, they
1: want that evidence thrown out. Good luck.
0: Yeah, I know. they're They're not going to get this thrown out. I mean, this is this is prime evidence for the prosecution. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're not going to get that thrown out.
1: They were like, what, lime? Body? Oh no, that was, that means nothing. He didn't do anything buying all that lime. He was homeless at the time. They were living in their car. Why would a homeless person be going and taking a huge lump of money out of the ATM and then going to Home Depot and buying a huge bag of lime? Why?
0: right and that's what they're saying is that you know they're very specific purposes for having Lyme and he didn't have any of those other than trying to cover you know trying to break down the body
1: Yep, for sure
0: right the the restaurant story is hideous Uh the other thing that pissed me off a lot is that the stepmother said that every time she has to see a picture of Harmony it gives her PTSD and I'm like, oh, shut up. Shut the hell up. Yeah. All the way. Shut all the way up, lady. Yeah. This is not about you at all.
1: And and to hell with your PTSD. You sat there and watched Adam murder Harmony. You continued to stay with him, with your other children, for yeah. about nine months before she finally yeah. left him?
0: And no full no. will. She was carrying her body around with them she Mm -hmm. was there when this is happening yeah it's so gross living
1: in cars and apartments with harmony's dead body yeah yes ptsd Uh uh-huh for sure
0: well the thing Uh, is we know that the stepmother has turned on him now and so the Mm -hmm. the home depot purchases really are just corroboration of her statements she's saying that happened they can prove he bought those things like and at a time when they were homeless and really struggling, he spent $500 mm-hmm. on this stuff at Home Depot. Yeah. You know?
1: Also, when they got into an apartment, he brought her body into the house to thaw then tried to decompose it or break it down further. And according to stepmom, he had her body in the shower trying to thaw it out. And the next day, they had to call the landlord to come and snake that drain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I she needs to go to as much prison as him. Absolutely. She knew all of this stuff this Absolutely. whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. It just it's so hideous. I can't even uh yep.
1: and only just, then finally oh. rolled and told the police anything when her own freedom was at stake. And I mean she is incarcerated as well, but Right awful, all of it. But yeah, to hear Kayla say that, that she just, she can't even see her picture or think about her. It's just too much.
0: Oh, oh yeah. you uh, supposed to feel sorry for you? Fuck you, lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh.
1: That is gross. Definitely a road too far for me. Good lord.
0: I know. I was just like, really? This, uh-huh. is, this is where you want to go with this? Just no. Uh, Katie, tell us a little bit about You know, there's the Take Care of Maya trial that settled earlier this year, yeah. and there's been a little controversy with it that's finally resolved itself this week, so.
1: Well, yeah, okay, so the hospital uh, in the Take Care of Maya case, who, you know, has been ordered to pay something like $260 million to her family, to Maya and her family, uh, Mm -hmm. they have filed for an appeal saying that there was malfeasance on the part of the jury, uh, particularly the uh, the four person, yes, and so that was in court uh, today. And the judge, after interviewing the four person, uh, his name is Paul Langell. Lingle, he so the motion said that he deliberately ignored the judge's instructions against discussing the case with anyone during the trial considering evidence outside what was presented in court and forming opinions on the case before deliberations. So the judge said, all right, I'll interview the juror. Let's talk to him and check it out. So he interviewed the juror today and he said, yeah, no, you're not getting a new trial. There is nothing here that makes me think that he did anything that he shouldn't have. They also were digging into his past and claiming, I I swear to God, nobody's going to show up for jury duty anymore with the way jurors are being treated uh, recently in some of the right. cases, they're putting themselves at legal risk. It's insane, but they mm-hmm. had dug through his past and decided that he had lied on the juror questionnaire because uh, there was a question on the questionnaire that had something to do along the lines of if uh, he had strong feelings about children being taken out of the home by the state uh, or others. And, Somehow in their investigation of him after the trial, they decided that he'd lied on that, that there had been perhaps an instance uh, with CPS and his children. As it turns out, no, that wasn't true. Uh, there was some custody stuff between him and his ex-wife that did not result in CPS or his children being rehomed in any aspect.
0: I mm-hmm. Honestly,
1: these attorneys seriously should have to seriously consider their jobs because they did nothing but lie about this man. Uh, also, as it turned out, his wife had used an attorney associated with this case in 2016, long before he knew her before 2016, he married her in 2016. Uh, he didn't know that it wasn't something that had even come up. And then his wife did come to one of the days of trial, which, um, she can, She told him she wanted Mm -hmm. to come. He said that was entirely up to her. She sat in uh, the gallery and viewed a day of court. And through all of that, they have decided that uh, he did lots of bad things. Well, at any rate, he talked it over with the judge today. And the judge went, yeah, there's nothing here.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing at all. Well, I'm glad because that needs to stand and that family needs to get every damn dime." Uh, welcome, Christine. Christine, just finally turning, tuning into a live. So glad to have you here. Right. Jess. they were using Reddit posts and emails as their evidence, mm-hmm. e- evidence. What? Yeah. 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 It was a bunch of crap.
1: It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Oh, his wife didn't yeah. use the attorney. The attorney represented what is believed to be the child in a custody case. Okay. There was something about them asking him about his association with his wife with that attorney. But anyway, seriously, digging deeply into jurors' backgrounds to try to find any reason to overturn their cases, I think it's concerning. I think it's really not that I think that jurors should get to show up and do whatever they want and that they do need to be honest, of course. But the fact that this stuff is happening, I think, is really concerning.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And I agree that it's, you know, we have to consider the safety of our jurors and, Mm -hmm. you know, people being attacked for just doing their civic duty. Mm -hmm. Not cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that did not go anywhere.
1: (laughs) That attorney wrote a spicy affidavit to the court. Yeah. Everyone's over this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everybody's had enough of the shit. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to round this out today with a crazy unprosecuted serial killer yeah this is gary artman so gary artman recently reached out to detectives right before he died of lung cancer um to admit to he he was convicted of one murder But he reached out to admit to a whole bunch of other murders, totaling eleven. He was only ever convicted of one. Wow! So he has admitted to the murder of Dusty Shuck. This is in Michigan, Grand Rapids. Yeah. Um. But there was a murder. There was a woman in Maryland that was murdered Mm -hmm. that he never faced any charges for. Um, Yeah and nine others. So it's, it's just, it's mind blowing. Shannon Hammock in 1996 um, is is the only murder he was ever actually convicted of. And he was in, in prison dying of lung cancer when he admitted to the rest of these, including 24 uh, year old Dusty Shook, um, who was killed in uh, 2006. She was killed um, at a truck stop off I-70 in Maryland on May 4th of 2006, um, they they never tried him on this, although his DNA was matched to it. But he admitted that he in fact did do it, and then he admitted to nine other murders yeah. that they had no idea about.
1: Unbelievable,
0: yeah. So he was on a respirator in mid-December and thinking that he was, they thought he was going to die. And then um, he didn't and he kind of came out of it. So then he starts admitting to stuff. Uh-huh. He did finally die last week on Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, or not last, yeah, on the 28th. Yep. Um, so how crazy is that?
1: Yeah.
0: It's terrifying. It's terrifying to me how many of these men are out there. Yeah. You know, so now they're trying to, you know, confirm the murders of these these other women that he has uh, admitted to so that they can close these cases. Yeah. And confirm that the stuff that he said is actually true because we also right. know that some serial killers really love admitting to things they didn't do. One of the murders was Kathleen Dennis. Um, she was last seen on July 7th of 1995. That's when one they're looking into, um, let's see, just a whole bunch of them that have no idea. Yep. So there are 17 women missing or murdered women um, around the Grand Rapids area that are old unsolved cases. And they think that a bunch of these are Actually him, Um, actually him.
1: Right. Good question. Were they similar? What, uh, what was the mode? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think they've got all of that or they've got at least some information that they can use to confirm, you know, he was a, I know you're going to be surprised by this long haul trucker. Yep. And he used that job to rape and murder women and dump their bodies. And we don't know if this is even everything that he did. Yep. No. If he had just, you know, if he had more to admit to, but he died before he could tell the rest of the stories. We don't know. Uh But at this point, he has confessed to eleven victims. Uh God, that stories like that just are terrifying to me. Uh I think how many of them are out there. Yeah. You know.
1: Yep. It is so scary. It is so wild. And it's definitely mm-hmm. true that uh it'll be interesting to see if they can corroborate his stories
0: mm-hmm. or if they can't. They have started to, but I mean, it's going to take some time because some of them are old. Some of them oh, are back yeah. in the 90s and, you know, stuff like that. And you just think, my gosh, how many? Were they runaways, working girls? They were uh, identified as vulnerable women, so likely they were Ah, uh, sex workers mm-hmm. or or runaways, you know, killed at truck stops. Yeah. Thank you, Olin. So, yeah, thank you for that. Our our super chat is on. We do appreciate tips if you ever want to give us one, although it's not required, but it is appreciated. Sure. Um, so we will keep watching uh, the Gary uh, um, Artman situation because I am curious to see, you know, now that they have more information, I'm curious to see how many of these they can confirm. In fact, were him. And maybe at least give a little bit of um, closure to family. Yeah. But, you know, some of these women's bodies are have not ever been found. Right. Are they going to find some bodies? There's a lot we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping, you know, that maybe some families will get some closure out of this. It's really pretty remarkable.
1: I mean, he was in a coma. He was in late stage lung cancer. They thought he was dying. Yeah. And then he wakes up and just starts spilling his guts about all this shit. That's amazing.
0: Well, he thought he was going to die, and then he didn't, and somehow saw that as a miracle, and that maybe now was the time he ought to fess up. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever.
1: Pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Creepy, scary. How many of these men are out there just living among us, you know? Uh
1: (laughs) Maybe he had a come-to-Jesus moment. Looks like he did.
0: (laughs) It kind of seems like he did, maybe, at least. Uh Somewhat, or not literally, or kind of literally, I do not know. (laughs) Yeah, wild. I will give you a little hint of something that I'm working on. Katie doesn't even know this. Uh, But I am working on talking with someone who might be able to give us a little insight in some of the Mormon misdeeds cases we've been covering lately, and talking about the connections between uh, Gilbert, Arizona and our area in Southeast Idaho, and mm-hmm. the Mormons there and here, and the, you know, sort of extreme Mormon preppers, mm-hmm. um, and, and the crimes they've committed, and, and some of the scary stuff that's been going on, mm-hmm. um, I might have somebody who's willing to talk to me that might give me at least some insight, not necessarily that's in those groups, but that is from Gilbert's. And might actually be able to give us a little because I've been trying to understand, like, what is the connection between these two communities? Uh What is being said just like at church? In neighborhoods? Like, where is this all? How are these people getting drawn into these situations? So I am very I'm I'm working on something there because that's something I would like to see us understand a little bit better. And I happen to. I happen to discover I I follow someone on social media that might have some answers to that, or at least to have some experience, you know, on the other end of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's one thing we're working on that I, I want to, I want to understand it better. How are people getting drawn in to the, you know, Daybell, Vallow, Thibodeau kinds of situations. Right.
1: Are they getting sucked in so deep? Well, and we, but we do know, that there's a local uh, middle school principal here whose sister lives in Gilbert and is in one of the Gilbert groups. And so I know mm-hmm. that's one connection, but mm-hmm. really, why are these two groups so affected by this nonsense? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm really interested to hear what we overturn there
0: yeah i am too yeah. so you stay stay tuned for that that'll be coming later on down the road we're not ready uh-huh. for it quite yet but it is uh-huh. kind of interesting trying to understand what the hell's going on here uh-huh. <laughs> just might need a murder board type thing with string and thumbtacks to track it all right
1: <laughs> and a definitely big
0: feels that way yeah. i mean i feel like i have one of those in my head about the day about okay trying to uh-huh. keep track of all of it but yeah how how is this all connecting up so anyway I'm, i might learn learn some stuff and and if i do we're going to be sharing that with you
1: interesting yeah okay. i
0: think it is
1: well and we added a stream so we're streaming tonight on twitter we we were hoping to stream on uh instagram too but Instagram gave I, us a I, little
0: trouble i think we actually are streaming on instagram are we? it shows that oh. we are i just i don't know well, okay something kind of new for us our our streaming provider opened up these options and so we will be now live on four platforms when we go live instead of two. Yeah.
1: And hopefully someday TikTok too. They promised TikTok like two years ago and it's still not here. So hopefully that's it's, coming.
0: It's TikTok being TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's something we're really hoping to get to as well because we would like to stream farther and wider. And we're we're working on yeah uh you know that because we always want to grow and get bigger and of course this is the first case updates in yeah. um, season five, mm-hmm. you guys. The Instagram handle is True Crime Squad Idaho. And the Twitter or X handle is True Crime Squad. So,
1: mm-hmm. Not to be confused with another podcast called True Crime Squad Idaho that popped
0: up after us. <laughs> yeah, somebody is is copying us to try to Mm -hmm. you know how people do that anyway doesn't matter Yeah. but so watch for all those things you might be able to catch us on a different platform if there's another one you like better i haven't really watched a lot of live streaming on insta or twitter but hey if there are people who do so if you want to you know that's going to be that's an option now yeah yeah kind of fun and with that i think that's everything we've got so i think it
1: is yeah
0: uh, we will oh, be back with one. Oh,
1: just mm. one side note. Uh, in the Ariel Kalua case out of Hawaii, oh yes, it's been stayed again until mm. at least October. So, oh my God, they were supposed to go what to in trial. The hell is going Finally on this with this case. Month. Oh, there's also a motion to dismiss for one of the parents and oh my gosh it is such a frustrating situation my god
0: uh yeah when are these people gonna get some consequences for the shit they have done uh,
1: oh really good question
0: yeah gross Gross, gross. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, we will be back tomorrow with another episode. We're going to start putting an episode out on Thursdays now. So there'll be yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So watch yep. for that. It will be a Mormon misdeeds episode. because so we haven't mm-hmm. done one in a little bit. And of course, there are there are plenty of misdeeds afoot, as you know. <laughs> Not Never to be seems confused to end.
1: with a guy who was just arrested in Idaho Falls for stalking some uh, Mormon leaders and breaking into their mm-hmm. churches and uh, basically demanding that they repent immediately. And sounds like there's They're been kind of a, at them. a concerning, a kind of terrifying old guy, like 80 years old, that keeps yeah. going in some of the churches and refusing to leave and uh, preaching at them until they finally called the police.
0: <laughs> Interesting. They don't like that, huh? I wonder how they feel about you know all those people knocking on our doors doing the same damn thing. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, watch for that. And of course, we'll be back next week with all our usual stuff. So we appreciate you all so very much. Thanks for being here, whether you're here live or after the fact. You know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Have a good night.
1: Mm -hmm. Take care.